Welcome to the Soul Rollers podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu, life and self-mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. All right, greetings everybody. Welcome to episode number seven of the Soul Rollers podcast. Uh, uh, my name is Jackson Gage. I'm here in San Diego, and I'm here with my co-host William P. Dennis. And uh, <laughs> is your middle initial P? No, it's L. <laughs> I like P, man. Um, so we, uh, yeah, man, we're in the middle of winter here, and uh, we've been talking all week. We've got a lot going on um, between us. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to get enough training in, and William is training his brains out right now. So he's he's actually, I'll, I'll lead you into this, man, but William has, William decided, he basically got offered by his coach, uh, told him that there was a tournament coming up, and William thought about it for a while, and we talked about it, and he decided to just go for it. He hasn't competed yet, and uh, he just wanted to throw himself in there, so now he's been training like eight, nine times a week, and... Uh, preparing himself for his first competition and it's a pretty cool process to watch and just to see how it goes for him you know because you know uh, like I've been watching him from the from the gate here from the beginning so now he's decided to do a competition it's almost like a case study like okay let's see where the mind is with this and uh, how training so much affects your life and your family and uh, and I can't wait to see how the what you learn from the from the tournament itself it's really just like a big learning process here. You know, the fact that you signed up for it is a win in, in itself, because I, I think that both of us are in this for the, the the personal development and challenge of the game. So that's where the win comes as you challenge it. Challenging yourself is a win to me, you know, and uh, not to get cliche because you see the guy saying, oh, you win or you learn, which is true. But to me, when you fucking trend jujitsu, you win no matter what, you know, so now, uh, Where's you, where are you at, man, with your with your let's all right, let's do this. Let's start with your coach comes to you and what does he say? And and then uh, let's go. I'll lead you through this fucking storyline here. Coach comes to you and what's he say? He just says, hey, uh, well, December 5th, what do you think? And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, I was just kind of confused. I didn't know that there was another tournament so soon because they just had one in the beginning of November that I didn't do. Um I was just like, eh, I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know. Like all those little thoughts get in your head, you know, for the November one. I'm like, yeah, man, you know, I just feel like, cause when we try to look at ourselves, it, I'm always confused as to my progress or how far I'm coming. When I think as far as his perspective, he may have a better grip of like the idea of where I'm at with my progress. Um, but for me, I was just, there's so many different things that were going on. I'm just like, I don't know if I'm ready to jump into that yet. Cause I really wanted to commit fully if I'm going to do it. And so, so when you mentioned your, it, yeah, what was your initial, when he first came to you, what was your initial response? And did you feel any pressure? Like, shoot, coach is asking me, I should do it. And then what was your initial response when he came to you? Yeah. Coach is great. Right. right uh, your immediate response. Yeah. He's great about just saying, Hey, you know, he was kind of looking at me like, like just throwing it out there like what do you think man like kind of seeing my reaction and I'm like really he's like yeah yeah there's a competition in Vegas and I'm like man I'm like thinking 
you know, of course the initial thing is like, Oh, am I ready? Do I even, you know, can I even do this? And it's just like, you know, the thing we talked about with uncertainty, you know, it's like, man, how would I ever know? I, what does ready mean? You know, yes. it's like, you know, preparing so much that it's, you know, and even that it's like, I would never know if I prepared enough, you know, you never really know. And I think that's, therein lies most of value is the uncertainty and working towards something with no guarantee, you know, there's, you know, adversity, there's challenge, and then yet there's no guarantee of success, which there never is in life, you know, but the struggle is always going to be there. But if you embrace the struggle, you can grow from it. So for me, it was just nerves, of course, like, oh, man, a tournament like me, what the heck, you know, I don't even I can't, it's hard to reflect on and maybe it's because I haven't done a tournament or competed that I don't know how to reflect on my own progress or I don't know where that line is for me. Like how far have I come, you know? And yeah. and so that's where I'm like, huh, maybe I can do this, you know, kind of, and maybe it's talking on the podcast like this and the things we've learned and the way we've kind of created a, an atmosphere for us to reflect on our progress and talk about the things we're learning as we're learning it. That's, you know, built me up a little bit where I can go, wait a minute, maybe I can do this, you know? And so I talked to my wife that day and she's like, go for it. And I'm like, what? What did you, you know? tell, real quick, what did, so, so I'm, so coach asked you and what's your initial response to him? Did you say, let me think about it? Or what was your response to him? I'm yeah, well, go home we're, and think about like, it or you say, yeah, right away. It was like during warm up, So I was doing, mm. you know, shrimping and different stuff. And he's like, hey, December 5th, what do you think? And he was kind of smiling at me. Like he kind of knows something I don't, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. it was a playful kind of, you know, interaction. Um, and, and so I was just like, really, you know, kind of when I got caught his drift of what he was saying and he's like, yeah, why not go for it? You know, you, you got this. And I'm like, huh, you know? And so I'm like, he's like, just, just think about it, you know, talk to, talk to Ashley and, and, uh, let me know. And I'm like, all right. You know, and there's even guys that are thinking about doing it now that still haven't signed up. Um, mm -hmm. And they keep telling coach, hey, yeah, I think I'm going to sign up next week, you know, and and that stuff. And I just, um, you know, I went home and I, you know, after that, because that was pretty much what he left it at. There was no real pressure or like, oh, come on, man, you're in this, you know, anything like that. It was just, hey, you know, and it was kind of like, you know, how mentors do that. You know, they look at you and they see something maybe you don't or they know something maybe. Because to him, he's looking at it as like, hey, no matter what, you're going to learn, you know, winning or losing or whatever, you're going to measure where you're at and how far you've come. And, and you're going to see something that you wouldn't if you don't do it. So he's always very open about it. And just if you want to go, if you don't, that's fine, too. So, yeah. Huh. So it was just a really quick interaction where I was just like, huh. And but I could feel it in my head. It was the wheels were turning, you know, like, man, can I do this? No, it would, I would have to train a lot. And that's going to be intrusive into my life. And it's going to be hard work and I'm going to be sore and I'm going to be tired. Like, you know, the brain starts running with all these ideas. And so I was just like, wait a minute. Why is my brain doing this? Obviously, it's something my brain wants to avoid because it's going to be uncomfortable. So to me, that has become like a signal like, hey, time to take a look at this. Maybe this is something you need to do. Instead of being like something that you validate and step into, oh, okay, my brain says no, so I'm going to listen to it, you know? And yeah. that's how I looked at it. So that was kind of the interaction just right before the class. Then we started training and we did that. And it, But he was really cool about it. Just like, hey, just let me know. And so it was a very yeah. supportive kind of suggestion. And uh, when I mentioned it to my wife, she was really on board with it too. So I'm like, okay, you know? And, and he, you know, said like, you're going to have to come to the advanced classes and, 
do more like hours to train for it. So, and it was three and a half weeks away. That played a little factor too. Cause it's like, there's no screwing around. There's no, like, I don't get to like, sit around and think about this for a long time, like six months or something mm-hmm. like, shoot, I got to put in a three solid weeks and just mm-hmm. go and see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so now you've been training how many times a week? When is their competition? Uh, December 5th is the competition. And, you know, with all the COVID stuff going on right now, who knows if they'll cancel it? I don't know. But, oh, yeah, they might. Um, yeah. I'm just treating it as if Vegas, they're not. Though. Vegas is yeah. open still, so that's that should be good. But who yeah, knows, so, huh? Uh, yeah, and I don't know. December 5th. Oh, shit, I'll yeah. be in Mexico that time. Damn it. All right, well, I'll be keeping an update. Um, so now you're training fucking nine days nine nine classes a week about right now and is yeah it's something been, you think you're gonna want to keep up after the tournament or are you just gonna look sh- lower it back down after um after the I, tournament i'm i'm still trying to find like the balance of like because you know you got to remember you still have you know day-to-day life going on you know i have the kids mm-hmm. and then i also have my stepson lincoln he's signed up for jujitsu as well so mm-hmm. the kids' class is at 5.30 in the afternoon, and then there's, like, two classes that I take after that. So it's from 5.30 or so 5 p.m. I leave the house, and I don't get back till, you know, 8.45, 9 o'clock at night. So it's, like, four straight hours at the academy, you know? Oh, yeah. And so then you gotta get home, wash your geese and shit, shower. Yeah, that's a yeah, long day. Get the kids to but bed. But doing what you love you know? doing, shit. Exactly. Yeah. And so <laughs> one thing that I was thinking of is, you know – for one, it helped me deal with like, oh man, I don't want to, you know, intrude on my kids. I don't want to make things harder for my family, yada, yada. And my wife's like, man, you need to understand like, it's for one, it's only three and a half weeks. You're, you're not hurting anybody by going for this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, it's like, I don't like, I have the issues with like, oh man, I don't want to inconvenience anyone. I'd rather be home, make dinner, make everything comfortable, easy. But then that's not what I'm going to jujitsu for. You know, I'm trying to teach them and be an example of something opposite of that. It's like, look, sometimes as a family, we come together and uh, we work hard on a goal that maybe one of us has or all of us have and and we make it work, you know. So uh, I've been really taking the time driving them home after being there for three hours and tell them, hey, I just appreciate you guys supporting me. I appreciate you guys being patient and and letting me train and and making it possible. So it's a good interaction with my kids, too. So it's like, you know, my Um, wife was using that to teach me like hey you need to say like this is what you want to do and then the family will support you whether we have to you know change things with dinner yada yada we'll make it work and so it's been a good experience that's a good example that you're setting you know and it's a good way to it's a good uh teaching moment too you know i mean i know the two little ones are kind of little to understand yet but as they get bigger and even for for addy you know to, to tell her like you know sometimes in life we sacrifice for the things that we really love and there's nothing more important than sacrificing for the things you love you know because if you don't sacrifice for the things that you love you'll be stuck doing some shit you hate you know and uh and you're setting the example you're modeling somebody chasing something that they're passionate about and and addy's gonna see that and be like hey i can always chase the things i'm passionate about too you know and uh so that's good on you too man so because i worry about the same shit sometimes i'm like well I get the girls half the week. I don't have a lot of time with them. So I like to try to do things with them that they enjoy. So like Friday night is a night where we hang out. And so I'm torn because there's a nogi class that I'm missing. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck, I don't want to, I leave them at home Sunday mornings, half the day. And then Friday, you know, so I'm like, God damn it. I don't know. That's a, that's a hard one for me, man. I'm still struggling with that, you know, getting the extra class 
or spending time doing something with the girls, you know? So, yeah, that, that's well, something that we just got to figure out as we move along. I think that's one of the di- dichotomies of life in, in and of itself. It's like, you know, we're such finite beings. Like, we, we only have so much time on this earth, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you really look at, the, like, the entirety of, like, how long the earth's been here, we're not even, like, it wouldn't even be half a second. Uh, our no, existence is like nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if I'm going to dedicate myself to some kind of ideal or some experience in this life, what do I want it to be? You know, and when you look at jujitsu for me, and we were just talking about this, I think before we got on here, you're saying how you want to clean up your eating and this and that. And we can talk about that after this, but yeah. um, it, it's like, what are the things that, because I dedicate myself to this practice of jujitsu, and I'm spending a lot of my finite time like the very limited time that i get in this existence doing it what are the like extrinsic like benefits on top of just the dedication to this craft alone i want to eat better i'm in better shape i'm exercising my mental health is better all these all these different i'm learning how to communicate well i'm learning uh self-evaluation self-awareness i'm learning how to do self-improvement the you know the philosophy the practice of a martial art all these things they're uh extra benefits on top of just the craft itself you know Mm -hmm. and so if i'm going to dedicate myself to things and create the life i want i want to do it and spend the time that i have and however long it is on this earth doing things that accentuate you know my overall life just by itself like as a a contributing factor to it you know and and what's amazing about jujitsu is it makes me want to work out. It makes me want to eat better. It makes me, you know, want to sleep better. It makes me want to take better care of myself. Not just because of those things alone, but just because I want to do better at jujitsu. I want to be more efficient. I want to have more uh, cardio. I want to have all these things that just allow me to be better at jujitsu, but also allow me to be better in every area of my life. And so it's like how many practices, hobbies, careers, whatever it is that you have in your life, how many practices have an overall effect like that. And yeah. if you're going to be spending this amazingly short time that you have on this earth, why not do it doing things like that? And yeah. I, that's one thing that I think is exciting about jujitsu. Yeah. Yeah, why not go full full out? Yeah, that makes total sense. Why not fucking lean into life and just experience the fuck out of it and do the things you love and 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 try to create a life where your days are full of the things that you want to do from morning until night, you know, there's that Hunter S. Thompson quote. I don't fucking know it by any means, but he says that he wants us like fucking just experience. You, you know the quote because you mentioned it. You know, I want to like slide into fucking death just yeah. having fucking done everything, you know, just all bruised up and shit like fucking I live my life, you know, and uh, I think a lot of people hesitate to live their life because they're worried about the consequences of, you know, not living the life they're they're supposed to be living you know like like kind of what we're talking about well i should be doing this uh, should i be sacri- sacrifice is what it is you know it comes a lot of time it comes down to sacrifice and and people don't want to sacrifice the, the comfort of a of an easy life but fuck man imagine living your life living the easiest life possible and then you you're like 98 or 103 and you're like fuck I didn't, I didn't really do shit. There's a lot of people that get to that point. Like, fuck, I didn't really do much in my life. I didn't live, yeah. you know, or do so they we're lucky live that enough. Long. 
Yeah, do they you even know, live some that Some people long? that are that yeah. just easygoing and they do nothing and they're just they're seeking comfort all the time, they don't live very long. Their their body does because it's like your body adapts. Like, how is it possible I can go to jujitsu nine times a week now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. My body's slowly conditioning, you know, to the schedule, and yeah. and it's like my body is adapting because I do back to back classes. Like I'll do a beginner class and then I'll do an advanced class, which is very different, you know, or I'll do an all levels and then advanced. And it's, you know, a lot, that's like 10, 11 rounds of, of rolling mm-hmm. in a two hour. That's period. a lot, bro. That's yeah. a lot. And yeah, I was like man. in the middle of like my eighth or ninth round of that day. And I'm like, how am I still going? Like, you know, yeah. what I learned inside my brain, my brain was tired after the third roll, you know? Yeah. And I'm on yeah. no, roll nine, but I'm like, there's this like inner reserve i have inside me that it can continue to go yeah, well past cool. when my brain had tapped out and how true is that in life you know mm-hmm. you know you're having a hard day or something and it's just like oh i'm done for today you just turn off and it's like really is that all you have you know is it one traffic red light that stops you and messes up your day or you know you forget this or someone cuts you off and that's that's all your is in your gas tank that yeah. that'll you'll let that throw off your whole day and and that's what I'm learning about myself, not only physically, but mentally. It's, you know, the ups and downs of training that much and all the different things. So it's just amazing that your body can adapt and you can, you can do hard shit. You can do more than you think you're capable of. Way yeah. more. Like you're barely even scratching the surface of your reserves when you're like ready to tap out, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, that's some of the time, man, like if especially if you're not because sometimes man like as far as rolling like you gas out i'll gas out i don't know what the fuck's going on i've been gassing out lately um i think it's just adapting to getting back i I also kind of also coinciding with that is i've strayed off of my path a little bit of fasting and fucking eating super clean i've strayed a little bit like uh someone had a bagel at work and i was hungry i was like oh fuck that bagel looks good and it was so good i went and bought some bagels you know and so then you get a whole pack of fucking bagels with cream cheese. You're like, fuck. And then you're enjoying it. But then you go to class and you fucking get worn out after one roll. And you think about it. You're like, fuck, I shouldn't eat those bagels this week. You know, and that's what jujitsu does for you. But sometimes, man, you get to, I don't, you get, if you're in a roll, I'm sure it's happened to you to where you completely, your physical body fucking just gases to where you're just like, fuck, I don't have any movement left in me. And then, then it gets, that, that's when it gets really hard, man. I mean, th- those moments are like, you know, and, and you got somebody up who's not gassed out and you're just like, damn, fuck, I got nothing. I got nothing right now, you know? And I don't know. I mean, obviously you're adapting to doing like that many rolls in a row, but I think your body just adapts, man. Do you ever take, do you ever take a round off or anything? Like you get no. gas and then you're like, oh, rest. No. Yeah, unless coach tells us, like, if there's too many of us and there's, like, one guy's take like, one person's out each round. But even then, a lot of times he'll skip me because I'm competing, so he'll keep me going, you know? Oh, yeah. And I appreciate that. Because for me, it's like, you know, anyone could look cool the first two minutes of a roll, you know? Yeah. Like, dang, Uh you look good, man. He's got energy. Look at him. But I want to be the guy that's, like, on his ninth roll, like, still ready to go still like holding firm grips like framing doing everything he needs to do and and really the most of the training now like my physicality is not there like my cardio but my mindset is like keep going escape get up move come on let's go keep moving don't stop like 
no breaks. Don't sit there and go like, oh, okay. And like, take a deep breath and just hold the position. Don't just sit there on bottom and accept that, like move, let's go, let's go. Cause I want to be, you know, that maybe this is the value of trying to train for a competition. It pushes you and lifts your jujitsu up to a higher level because you're just required to do more, you know, yeah. because mentally you're, you're, you're expecting difficulty. Yeah. You know, I'm expecting that they're better than me. I'm expecting they're like blue belts. I'm going to be rolling against. That's what I've got in my mind. That's what and, you should have. And so I'm yeah. like, okay, I need to be prepared for all these higher belts that I've been rolling with in the advanced class who, you know, they just got there when I'm on my second class or, you know, whatever I'm doing. And so I'm already tired. I'm covered in sweat already. I'm wore out. You know, I've been, did, already did five rounds and now I'm going to do five, six more you know and it's harder like, opponents yeah yeah it's good and man so i'm on the bottom getting smashed and i'm like okay what's your reaction now do i want to quit do i want to because really i'm not even thinking about the first few minutes of the match you know or the points and how that's going to add up i'm like okay how tired can i be and yet still be going for an uh you know an attack or a submission or or dominating the match you know what can i be doing after the first two minutes yeah know? And what is that gonna what is that gonna take it for me to do? Like how many classes? What do I need to do to my gas tank? How do I need to improve myself? And that's where I'm taking it is is it's pushing me to just be a better player at jujitsu in all aspects. Just because yeah. it's requiring more of me. So every time yeah. we lift the the adversity, which is makes us a better person, it makes us lift our capabilities higher and our you know, you know, push ourselves a little harder. So it's there's value in that. Yeah there's huge value and, it's uh, just like how you're saying corner, you're going to push yourself to eat better too it's like you do it in many aspects of your life yeah and and the thing about jujitsu is it's you can cater it to who you are so on the contrast you know on the flip side um the yin and the yang so for me at this point right now just because i've mentioned it before i'm coming back from a injury that was like pretty bad man and uh, probably the worst injury I've ever had to my back. And it's still hurting every day. You know, I'm not at full capacity. I still roll 100%, but I'm in pain. And so what I'm trying to do, so for those people who are listening who may have an injury or, you know, are not training because of an injury, what, what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to cater. I'm trying to design a game from standing all the way to my sub sweeps and my submissions I'm trying to lay out a game that will cater to my injury that I can do without getting hurt more. So um, I'm that that is my progression right now. So as Williams um, doing all these trainings for a competition, I'm getting the same value from jujitsu, but I'm training less and I'm trying to lay out a specific game for me. And that's the beauty of jujitsu. You know, whoever you are, you can go in and you can cater it to you and your life and it'll still have the same effect on you as, as a person, you know? And so, and I think that's cool, man. I'm, I'm that, that you can do that. You can be injured. I saw a post the other day. Um, I don't know who some black belt female competitor lady was saying, and I've heard this before was sometimes an injury is a really good thing in jujitsu because you're going to learn a whole new game to cater to your injury because we get stuck in our certain ways. Like, this is what I do. I do closed guard. I do the sweep. Oh fuck. I can't do it anymore. My shoulder isn't working right. My back. Now I got to switch everything. And all of a sudden you've just, you've just learned two games because you were injured, which you never would have done before. So that's what I'm trying to do right now. But it's a fucking process, man. It's a, 
it's a, I don't know if you're, if there's a certain game you're working on or a certain game you're working on for your, for your, uh, tournament, but we can go into in a second. But for me, I've mentioned it before. I'm trying to, trying to base everything I'm doing right now on, on half guard, you know, on a half guard to the, I don't know if you've done any, um, coyote guard. Have you worked on that at all or learned that? It's no. a variation of, of half guard. This guy named Lucas Lech, he, uh, he teaches it. It's pretty cool, man. It's uh, you have to look it up. I'll send you a, a clip on the hat on the coyote, or or like Bernardo Faria's half guard. And I love that shit because for me, I don't gotta move much. You know, if I can get him there, you know, you pull him into you, you got your knee shield in, and you're not fucking doing all kinds of movements. You know, you can just. But like anything, you try it over and over, and fucking, you gotta figure out how to not get smash with it you know so that's where i'm at with that right now like figuring out like fuck these guys keep doing the same you know same shit to pass it but are you, are you working on anything right now for like, is there like a specific you know because i'm thinking if you're going into a tournament you may want to have like uh you know how connor in his connor will have he'll vision over and over and over what he does when he starts or the heavyweight that i uh, there was a heavyweight i was sparring with when i was doing muay thai and he would. He was. He won like five matches and five cage fights in a fucking row. And what he would do was, he'd pull me over and he'd be like, "Okay, when I start, when he was getting ready for a fight, he's like, when I start this fight, here's what I'm going to do." And he'd simulate the bell ringing and he'd simulate coming to me. He'd simulate all his movements, his knee, his fucking everything, and he'd do it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And then, okay, so sorry about that. There was some technical difficulties. But what I was saying was, um, I was asking you, is there a vision you have for your for your match, for beginning your match? And I was just talking about how I was sparring with this uh, MMA guy. I was doing Muay Thai with him a few years back. And each time he had a fight, he'd write, you know, within the week before the fight, he'd call me over after class and he would just have me approach and he would do his fucking initial contact, what he was going to do. He'd do it over and over and over and over. And then I watched him do it, knock someone out with the shit he practiced on me in a fucking like within like 10 seconds in a fight. It was pretty cool, man. But um, how about you? Are you as coach asking you to implement a game plan or he's helping you with a game plan or have you guys talked about that at all? No, this one, it's like my first one. So I think he's kind of just wanting me to go and kind of see how it goes and, and just really just getting me the time and the reps in as far as like training. But um the visualization that I had in mind, I, what I've been working on is closed guard. Mm-hmm. I've been working on that a lot, taking the back, doing arm, it's just all the different details that you can learn in there. I watched that Hodger Gracie's like tournaments and uh, I was just in awe of like how amazing he is, uh, what he yeah. does. So I just felt like there's something there when you get inspired and you see something and it's just like, wow, like it just expands your mind that way. That's where you should initially kind of build your foundation. I think, um, and for me, that's closed guard for some reason. Uh, I really enjoy it. I like working through it. I like the contact. I like all the different aspects of it. Um, and, and, you know, of course, you you practice all the other, you know, you learn the other disciplines and the, you know, the other guards and everything. But for me, I'm focusing mostly on closed guard. Um, and then I think coming up to this tournament, I'm, you know, I will start to visualize and kind of work out that. But you know, really just not knowing what to expect. I've never done a tournament before. It's just really kind of up in the air as far as I do think the value of the visualization would be killer. And and now that you said that, it's really inspiring me to do it like a lot more. 
mm-hmm. um, and have it that detailed and that kind of in sync, you know, with, with what I want to, you know, implement. So I will start doing it, but yeah, my game is mainly the close guard and, and kind of working from there. I, I love it. I love the, the feel I have when I'm, you know, getting someone in my closed garden, working through it and then doing, you know, a sweep or doing a submission, you know, once you get in the right position, you take the back or whatever. I really love that. So I think that's my focus right now. Yeah. And we'll see how that Is there goes. a sweep you like from there? Like a sweep that you, that you like from there? You said uh, you're doing a scissor sweep. Oh, that was from half guard though. Yeah. I, that I implemented on t- from closed guard, you know, of course you open your guard. So it's more like an open guard, but, um, you know, I used that and then I applied it to the half guard when I'm like, wait a minute. Like I never really, you know, a guy that I was a blue belt that I was rolling with told me about it. I'm like, Hey, that would work, you know? And so I added it to close guard or a half guard because I, you know, I don't half guard. I'm still kind of new and, and confused by, and my size is a little different for trying to use it, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But I can use that to my advantage. Cause when someone gets me, you know, in half guard, I'm on bottom, they're looking to smash me because usually most people are bigger than me. So sometimes I can use that momentum and their pressure, their aggressiveness to my benefit. So yeah. I've been able to implement that scissor sweep on some guys that are trying to just smash, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. I drop that leg out and scissor sweep them and then end up on top. I'm like, haha, you know? I, so I use like, you know, human nature to my benefit as well. You know, you got to learn. Are you like, trapping there? So are you, just a detail on that, are you trapping the, so on the side where you're sweeping them to, do you first trap the arm or grab the sleeve and pull it across or something? Or what are you doing with that? Yeah, I'm trying to get a grip on the sleeve and, and I get a, you know, that cross collar grip for a half guard. So I'm using those to kind of make them focus mostly. So you get a good grip on the sleeve and you're kind of arm dragging them. They're going to try to get their arm out. And they're not going to pay mm-hmm. so much attention to your leg that's, you know, hooked around their, their, their leg, you know, so you can drop that leg out and hook around their legs and do the sweep. And then you're controlling that arm. You know, I usually get like a sleeve grip where it's a, like, you know, uh, around the, the cuff of their, their sleeve yeah. or the gi. And yeah. so I do that. It's a good and, grip. You, and then when you have that, then they're, they're trying to break your grips. They're trying to like, you know, smash, they're trying to be aggressive. And then boom, before they know it, they're swept because of that leg. I get it two out of 10 times. I'm not saying I'm a pro, but Hey, at least I'm getting it a few times. So that's the, yeah. that's the game. Sounds like a nice option from there though. Are you yeah, sneaking that leg out? Are you sneaking that bottom leg out? Kind of, are you doing that in a quick, are you kind of sitting sneak? Do you, so once you get the grips, you got that, you got, you got the cross collar, you got the, what are you having a knee shield? You got the knee shield. Yeah. You got yeah. the knee shield, the cross collar, and then you got their, their wrist. And you kind of arm dragging that one a little bit, so you have they have no space. Then are you pulling out that bottom leg in a quick way, or are you kind of sitting back and slowly pulling it out, tricky, like in a tricky way? You know, like how are you getting that leg out? Yeah, I usually get a feel. Some guys trap that leg. They they when they're on top, they're trapping it, and they're you know they staple it well. They're just higher level guys that know how to do it. So you're not going to catch everyone with it. But yeah, I try to sneak my knee out a little bit. And if I can get their leg away from my knee, because as soon as my knee's out where it's not going to hit their leg, if I'm pulling it out, uh, as soon as my knee's clear and I've got the right grips, I, I uh, you know, feel their weight. If their weight's coming towards me like you want it to in a scissor sweep, that's when I yank my leg out, put it on their side and boom, go through the sweep. Um, you know, so it's, okay. it's setting it up, setting it up, feeling the pressure, reacting to the pressure they're giving you. And when it's correct, coming towards me that's when i i put my leg out and sweep so sometimes i time it right and sometimes i don't but it's learning that timing learning that feel 
you got to feel their yeah. pressure. You got to feel what they're doing. If they're pulling backwards, that's not, you're not going to do it, you know? Um, so you just got to time it right. But yeah, that's usually, I get my knee cleared and I, I have the hooks. And I'm still holding like closer to my ankle around their leg. And then once I'm there and I can feel it, I slap it around. And usually if they're pressing forward a lot, they're not going to see you put your leg there either or pay attention oh, to yeah. it. So. Yeah. That's nice. I might try that. Might yeah. try that. Mm-hmm. I think for me, like getting, I retain, you know, if I get put to side control or something, I try to retain guard. Like I get there and I can usually get back to half guard and then from half guard work back towards close guard. You yeah. know, that's kind of how I'm using it to get back to where I want to be and that kind of thing. So I'm not like a really good half guard player or anything by no means. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, eh. But one thing I was thinking, like we all will be one day. One thing I was thinking about with what you shared about having your family and your girls and and trying to spend time with them and and things I've been doing now, like going nine times a week, it has not been easy. It literally has interrupted almost every aspect of my life. You know, because I'm having to go to the grocery store earlier in the day. I'm having to like cook dinner earlier in the day. My routines all shifted. Getting the kids bed, you know, is different. So it's really about like the complexity that jujitsu adds and it helps me get more efficient in my life because I don't got time to slack off or, or screw off or do stuff. Cause if I'm doing that, then I'm not going to have dinner ready. I'm going to have to, you know, stop and grab something on the way. It's just craziness. If, if you don't have like some structure and routine to your life where, okay, if I say I want to compete, then I'm going to have to take these classes. That means I'm gonna have to shift things in my life. My priorities are going to change. And it's really about like looking at the life we want and then slowly building towards that, you know, but in a way that actually validates our life and doesn't take away from it. Cause one challenge with the nine or 10 classes a week is not only am I exhausted, tired from just working out so much, but you know, there's burnout, there's, you know, all these different things you got to think about with, um, you know, training so much or overtraining or whatever you want to say, you know, you got to find that balance. Cause I, I think, uh, I haven't figured that out yet, which is why I wanted to do the tournament is so I could learn this stuff. Um, where am I? How much is too much training? How much is not enough training? Where should I be? You know, and it's all these yeah. questions that I think are going to get answered because of this experience that'll put me in a better position where I can balance things better and really know where my number is. You know, maybe it's seven classes a week I should be hitting. Maybe it's nine, maybe it's 12. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I really don't want people to think like, man, I can never do nine classes. So I'm not even going to try what I want you to know is like, yeah, I've shifted things and I've had the support to be able to do it and the schedule and all the different stuff. Whereas like with injuries and life and marriage and work and all the other things, maybe you can only go one day a week, one day a week. But if you can get there one day a week, it's going to be better than no days a week or no times right. ever, you know? Yeah, so exactly. don't take that number and let that be your guiding light. Like that's just something I'm experiencing right now, which, you know, I got to learn because of the experience, but I don't think that should be the the standard by no means. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that makes sense. So, um, hold up, let me close this. I have like, I read something too. I wanted to share with you. Oh yeah. Cool. Go ahead. Um, it's from this book, uh, turning pro by Stephen Pressfield. I read it before we hopped on and, um, it was, uh, just a quick paragraph that I thought was really cool. It just says, once we turn pro, we're like sharks who have tasted blood or renunciants who have glimpsed the face of God. For us, there is no finish line. No bell ends the bout. Life is the pursuit. Life is the hunt. 
when our hearts burst, then we'll go out and no sooner. I just thought it was really That's cool. That's pretty like, dope. It's I like, like that, man. Life is the pursuit. Life is the hunt. It's just like once you've tasted the blood, like you just you have that like that calling to continue to grow, continue to learn. You know, there's no finish line. Exactly. I just thought that was. I thought that was really amazing. No, that's really good. That's that is amazing because they're uh, yeah. When our hearts burst, that's when it fucking ends. You know, that's the truth, man. When you're on a mission, there's no there's no reward. There's no I'm done. You know, there's no oh, I'm done now. You know, I was talking out my today. My uh, professor was talking and I was just kind of paying attention and he was man. He's still. He still t- he still does regular privates, you know. He still does privates. He's still with his fucking professor. Um, I told you, his, uh, Roy. You, I don't. Uh, Roy Harris is the his professor is one of the they call him the Dirty Dozen, one of the first twelve Americans to get black belts. And uh, and then he was talking about how because he came in, he's like someone was asking, is it are we small classes Sunday? And he was like joking around. He's like, no, it's uh, you know people with. Uh, just the people with no lives are here this time in the morning, you know, and he was like, me, I'm included. And then he was saying how he gets up early every day and watches one to two hours of jujitsu every single day. I'm like, fuck, yeah, dude, that's pretty hardcore, you know. And then, you know, then he comes and teaches. And this is a guy who's been doing jujitsu 20 years and he still watches one to two hours a day of jujitsu. And I'm sure he fucking watches more than that, you know. And I'm like, yeah, that's it's a never ending pursuit. I think people get caught up in accolades and shit, accolades or titles. And that's in everything in life, you know? Oh, I became a police officer. I'm, I'm, I'm done now. I've made it in life. And that, right. And that, that happens. Or I got, like we we're talking about, I got my blue belt. Eh, I don't have to fucking train as much. I'm a blue belt. I can beat most people's ass, you know? And, uh, it's just a different mindset when you're like, man, I would like to learn this shit the rest of my fucking life. You know, I would like to learn this the rest of my life. And uh, yeah, another thing he was saying was how he'll there's another professor that they know from uh, the Dominican Republic, a guy who they've made friends with a couple of uh, my professor and one of his uh, one of our brown belts. And he was talking about how he's known him for two years. And this guy has even been a black belt even longer. So he teaches Mike stuff, uh, uh, apparently. And he said he'll say things during training that a year later, Mike is like, okay, I just fucking understood what he told me a year ago, you know? And and that's just how, how jujitsu works. I'm kind of off the topic, but I was pretty interested. And I was like, fuck, man, all this jujitsu, all this knowledge, super technical, and you're still just figuring it out, you know? All this time, 20 years, still figuring it out. There's no end to it. And that's the fucking beauty of it. It's never going to, We I feel like we can do that. I see little old fucking guys doing jujitsu and they will choke the fuck out of your ass you know black belts that are like 80 that are still in good shape you know they'll fuck you up you know and that's what that's where i want to be man you know i want to be i don't see any end to it you know unless something forces you to quit you know it's something you can keep learning and as you imagine all that time what especially someone who's focused on personal growth imagine all that time dedicated to it what it'll do to your life you know if, if yeah. we're just fucking like scrubs right now and it's already transforming things in our life, you know, imagine five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, you're going to look around and be like, fuck, look what jujitsu has done. You know, that's what I feel about it. So 
that's a great yeah. fucking paragraph you just read. Yeah, and it's it's powerful, and it, it really makes you like because really most of the time we're like, you know, I'm gonna work till I'm 65, then I'm gonna retire and just screw off the rest of my life and die. It's like, is that it? Like that's the only thing. And so what I think we're doing is slowly breaking down criteria. Like I in the beginning I said like I want to invest the finite time that I have on this earth into things that bring out the very best in all areas of my life. And this is another criteria on top of that, where it's like, you know, what you were saying is there's no finish line. Like there's no end to learning. You know, not only is it improving every area of my life, there's no end to the ability for me to continue to grow and learn and create and, and, and live into and pursue this for my entire life. That's another criteria of something that, is worth the valuable time that we have been given in this life and this existence, you know, this experience we're having, you know, and I think the other, you know, and maybe that's what there's no end to learning, but that learning perpetuates an evolution of your soul, right? Like there's, there's no way you're going to become a black belt and be like an arrogant asshole piece of shit, you know, like, and just, you know, walk around slapping babies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're going to be yeah. a night, like, you know, you may put out like, and you, you could bring up like, you know, people don't like Gordon Ryan or whoever, those guys like, you know, Conor McGregor, all these people that are very successful. There's like a persona, there's an image, there's a, a an experience, an entertainment value, like, per, you know, personality that they give um, in order to gain popularity and, and to push their talents and their skill sets and their, their artistry forward, you know? So there's, mm -hmm. there's theater in in human life we're all actors in some yeah. form or fashion um so don't quote me on no like black belts are perfect i'm not saying that i'm just saying that it's jujitsu itself the adversity that's alive and present every single time you step on the mat whether it's just warm-ups that can be tiring you know what i mean um yeah there's adversity in every aspect of it and it, in in so doing like living in that adversity you're ev evolving your soul so there's another criteria that we can place on. These are the things we should be investing our time in, you know, not yeah. YouTube, like, um, you know, just junk, not like TV. That's just bad for you. Not like stupid things that just waste your time. Like if inefficient, like wasteful lifestyles, you know, where you're just yeah. fat, unhappy, overweight, just suffering, miserable, you know, you wake up in pain, Negative. you go to sleep in pain. You don't, mm -hmm. yeah, you look at everything as negative. You don't even see the sunshine when it's shining. You know, I'm telling you, that's harder than going to jujitsu nine times a week, living in depression and in a state of negativity. That's yeah. a miserable existence. You know, at least yeah. there's like profound learning and growth and evolution in the suffering I experience in jujitsu. You know, and it's yeah. like, there's something that came to mind too is like i want this podcast like you and i i get this like i get this experience from this podcast just me personally recording it with you because going this much is hard man i i get down i get like some weeks i feel like i'm the worst guy that's ever done jujitsu i don't know what i'm doing mm -hmm. none of it works i'm an idiot whatever and the other times i'm like everything's flowing it feels great so i'm going through a roller coasters of emotions all the time and so doing this podcast with you it's like i told you i'm like i need the podcast man you know like i just need to chat with you it motivates my brain. It like recharges me. And what I want, I hope our like people that listen, I hope they get that from this too, because this is a journey that we, we do together. Like I want this podcast to be an extension of what it, I experience on the mats, which is when I look over and I see my buddy, Matt or Daniel or whoever that I train with that are, that's my same level. And we've been white belts from the beginning together. Um, you know, that group of guys that you kind of grow with, 
uh, the ones that stick around. And it's like, I see they're, I see they're tired. They're sweating. They're, they're hurting. You know, they're, they're feeling just like I am. And they, you know, I give them a nod and they give it right back. Like, yeah, let's keep going. And it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, man. And I get that from this too. It's like, you're pushing yourself. You're shifting things in your life. You're making sacrifices, eating better, sleeping better. You're doing what you need to do to, to manage injuries, stretching, all this stuff. And I see you, you know, that purposeful suffering, you know, like that Chris Matakis guy says in his book, it's like, it's all purposeful and it's, and it's a group thing. It's a camaraderie. It's like, Hey, I see you going too. I see you rolling and you're tired and you want to quit and you don't take a time out. And I'm like, cool, me either. And I give you knuckles and we keep going. We keep getting our butt kicked together, you know, whatever it is. And I want this experience to be that too, for everyone listening, because we're going to go through it me going nine times a week doesn't mean I'm having a blast. And, and, and if you're having a hard time, you suck like hell no. Like I need to know you guys are struggling too and, and learning and growing and pushing yourselves so that it encourages me and vice versa. So yeah. I don't know what you take out of that, but that's just some of my experiences lately that I'm very grateful for you and the encouragement you give me all the time with jujitsu and the vulnerability you share when you think you're struggling and you're like, man, I don't know anything like, Cause I feel that too. And it's like that vulnerability, that's what I want to expose people to through our connection and jujitsu and this podcast so that they know they're right there with us too. Every one of us is feeling down. Everyone is feeling it. And who doesn't feel that in day-to-day life? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good reflection. Yeah. And it's, and with jujitsu, man, uh, what I found, well, for my journey at least is that there's more rough days than fucking smooth days. You know, there's more days where I walk out of that motherfucker like, fuck, fuck, you know, like, what am I goddamn doing? You know, what, what have I learned so far? You know, I think that, that nothing works, you know, but that's the, that's the feeling that you, and that happens in life, right? Like there's always challenges. And, and what happens in jujitsu is you just return the next day and you keep doing it. And as far as I understand and I believe is that if you just keep returning, no matter how bad you think you suck, you can always look back on that sucky motherfucker, you know, in a year and you can beat him. You know, you'll be able to you'll be better than that guy, even if you suck the whole goddamn year. Even if you walk out of that motherfucker every day like, fuck, I suck. This is horrible. I'm not learning anything. I suck at jujitsu. Even if you do that every day, you're going to look back at the guy a year ago. And you're going to be way better than him. You know, your technique is going to be way better. Everything's going to be way better in your life, you know? So, but yeah, uh, I, I, my, my good days are few and far between, man. Especially because right now I'm like the lowest belt fucking at my gym, you know? So, I, you know, that's just my life right now. But it's a blessing. You know, it's a blessing to be able to roll with guys that are better every day. So, uh, what is the, the progressive? Oh, yeah. That like you, you were talking right now, and you know you're working on something, and and this is an old definition of success. And I had mentioned to you last night, and anyone listening, highly recommend you know uh, the strangest secret by Earl Nightingale. That's a huge one that I I return to many times. It's a it's an audio, and he he talks about how the the success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So at this moment, I feel like we're highly successful, man, because we are every day dedicating our life to a worthy ideal, man. And that, that's what jiu-jitsu does. And uh, even those guys like, you know, that you mentioned, those black belts that you mentioned, I don't even know if Connor's a black belt. I think he's a brown belt. But, yeah. I mean, he he can probably whoop a lot of black belts ass in jiu-jitsu, to be honest. But uh, those guys are just uh, – Gordon Ryan put up something the other day where he was like, I'm a, I'm a fucking – I'm the best black belt in the world, but 
I'm an even better marketer. My marketing skills are even better than my jujitsu. And it's the truth, you know, like that's, those guys are just smart. It, it, you know, it, this is off topic of what we're talking about, but if, if you want to be, if you really want to get your, your life, your business, whatever it is to a high level, you're going to have to become a polarizing human. You know, you're going to have to be polarizing at some point. You're going to have to have people who don't like you. That's just how it is these days. You know, you got to stand well, for something. Let know? me ask you this. Um, and this is, and hopefully you're, you're okay with me sharing this a little bit. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, just I'm like gonna, I was saying how jujitsu requires me to clean up my eating, do different, sleep better, do all these things. You are starting your own business. You're, you're, you're doing that. Has, have you seen similar benefits and challenges come up inside you outside of the jiu-jitsu realm business-wise? Like, have you had to grow yourself personally? And there, like, have you seen that change? Like I was describing jiu-jitsu is doing for me and you. Have you seen it in that realm too? Just like you're saying he's into marketing. He's grown himself in other areas just because he knows he can because he's pushed himself to far limits with jiu-jitsu. Now he steps out in business and entrepreneurship and in different areas of his life. And he's pushing himself in those areas too because of the confidence he's gained through jujitsu. That's how I see it. I can exactly could have done Taylor. But how do you feel about like business? Has business challenged you in ways that jujitsu did too? Maybe not the exact same physicality ways, but mentally and confidence and all the different things. Yeah, it's um it's well, jujitsu, before I go into jujitsu has my experience in jujitsu has helped me with my building of this, uh, this supplement company, Big Dime, um, which I will be dr- releasing pretty soon. I, I've created a, an all-natural immunity supplement, and uh, it's, it'll be available on Amazon. It's called Increase Immunity, and uh, we'll talk about it more at a later date here when I actually launch it, which might be this week. But I, that I started from fucking zero. I started that from an idea i was sitting on the sunset cliffs here talking with my buddy david and i told him i wanted to do it and he was like well why the fuck don't you do it i was like fuck you're right (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so then from that moment um i just started working on it during during um lockdown i was working on it overnight putting a lot of hours into it you know working with the manufacturer putting together the fucking bottling figuring every little fucking detail out and every step of the way Every fucking step of the way was a challenge so far. Every step. Yeah. Every step I was like, man, fuck this shit. Fuck this. I don't want to do this shit. I don't want to put my time into this, you know, because you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. You got to figure out the hurdle. And and believe me, there's hurdles from making the fucking, from the guy, from the artist not doing the, the label right. It's not big enough. The guy's printing the labels, printed it too small. They didn't print enough. They printed too much, but it wasn't the right size. They sent it to the fucking wrong place. The manufacturer, like it's nonstop problems. And it's it mirrors jujitsu. Just like I was saying, every day is difficult when I walk out of there. But I just that the goal that I mean the key to success in jujitsu is to just keep going. You just keep showing up, you know, and you can really apply that to business, to whatever the fuck it is you want to succeed at in life. Relationships. Just, yeah. just relationships, uh, whatever it is. You're going to the gym, you're working out. You, you just keep going and don't worry about the results. Just worry about showing up, showing up and putting in the work. And even even to this point, it's, uh, first of all, jujitsu has helped me with the confidence to even start a fucking company and put it online 
And now I have a brand that's fucking available online. I've built a fucking landing page with a, believe me, that fucking challenge of a landing page directed from a fucking website to Amazon to this fucking shit. I'm not a technical guy, but I built it all. You know, I figured it out step by step. And uh, that's just, and now the portion, now the next part comes uh, of selling it, you know, and putting it out there and speaking to people about it and having the confidence to put yourself out there, man. And that's another, that's, it's all personal growth. I feel like business, starting a business is another form of growing yourself into a master at something, you know? And uh, honestly, I believe even though we're just into our journey, I think as we move along in jujitsu, all these other things like our businesses and shit will continue to succeed at higher levels, you know, as we succeed more at jujitsu, which is success to me at jujitsu is just going, you know, continuing to go. But yeah, that, 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 to answer your question, that's been huge for challenging me as a person as well, trying to start a business. And, and what I've learned is, and I've already said it is if you're going to start a business, you just have to take, because I mentioned it to people, uh, I mentioned like my buddy was like, man, I, I wanted to get a product online, but it's such a gargantuan fucking, I don't even know where to start, you know? And what I've learned is you just slow it way the fuck down and you look at your first little tiny step and you figure that motherfucker out. And then what's the next little step? You figure that motherfucker out. And before you know it, you got a fucking product, you know, up and ready to sell, you know. And that's the same thing with jujitsu, man. What's what's my next move? You know, I'm getting my fucking guard smashed every day. Fuck do I do? Let me figure it out. You know, so yeah. yeah, it's been huge and I'm excited about it. Now I get to tell people about it pretty much. We're at the point almost where we get to tell people about it, you know? So yeah, it's yeah, exciting. Man, and and it's like up. you're saying problem solving, right? You had to solve yeah. it. And, I, and I've been with you on this journey too. So it's been exciting to watch you grow con- continuously and encouraging too. It inspires me because you're a dad, you know, you're, you work full time, you, you do this podcast, you, you do jujitsu. It's like, I don't know how you do it sometimes. You work nights too on top of that, you know? So Great, there's yeah. no there's mm-hmm. no excuses here. It's like, man, anyone <laughs> could be like, I'm too tired to go to jujitsu. Nah, you just you just barely got four hours of sleep and you're there. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, get your butt exactly. over to jujitsu. Jackson, you know, inspires me every day. So it's exciting <laughs> Thanks, to see. Man. And that's the same thing as jujitsu. All you're doing is it's problem solving in real time with someone else on top of you smashing you and you got to problem solve. Okay, he's presenting this problem. How am I going to address it? okay, business, here's this label problem. What are you going to do? And, and we talk back and forth throughout this process. We're like, oh man, what am I going to do? Okay, solve the first initial problem and I'm going to work my way from there. One little step at a time. Slow it down, narrow it down. What do we got? We got a goal and a vision with jujitsu. We want to be black belts. Yep. How gargantuan of a, a problem solving is that? Like, I mean, that's a journey <laughs> in and of itself. I look at what it's taken me to get to where I'm at now as a white belt. I'm like, Oh geez, what is it gonna take to get to a black belt? Oh my gosh! I swear to God, my coach yeah. just came out of the womb in it with a black belt on or something. I'm like, how could he have ever been a white belt? It doesn't make sense to me. He's yeah. so creative and watching him do his art. And so what I'm saying is, life is like jujitsu is a smaller uh, format to life. Like you're doing it. It's what you do in jujitsu that gets you to you know your goal and that is the same application. It's the same, you know, equation that you apply to life to accomplish your dreams, become an entrepreneur, 
you know, mm-hmm. build your own business. It's, you know, it's problem solving mm-hmm. and taking it one step at a time. You don't need to know how to do something that's so far out of reach for you, but I guarantee you, you took the first step, first mm-hmm. difficulty problem in front of you and you solved that and you got a little bit better. And it's then the huge. next small one, you just keep building until now you actually have a product that you're putting on Amazon. Dude, I've been with you this whole journey. And so I know what it's taken. And I'm yeah. like, wow, it's the same thing. Yeah. It, it, and even that goes to, it's like respect of the craft, right? Like, why do I eat better? Why do I sleep better? Why do I drink more water? I respect the craft of jujitsu. I respect the art, you know, and it's yeah. out of respect for that art that calls me to become a better person and evolve. Mm-hmm. Same thing yep. with like, with you, like your business, it's like, it dictates that you stay up later and you keep working on it and doing things that most people wouldn't do out of respect for you yourself. Like is being a business owner, you need to put in that work. And I guarantee all the success stories, stories you hear the people say when they first started, they had no clue what they were doing. They yeah. made it up. They learned it from one mistake, one difficulty at a time. They learned and got better and better. And then of course we're seeing the finished product, right? We're seeing the guy that's been doing it for 10 years and he's an expert and he just knows everything and we're overwhelmed by his knowledge. He's uh, a black they belt all started, in business. Yeah, yeah. They all started as white belts. Yeah. I'm like, did you come out as a businessman from your womb? No, you didn't. No. They I'm, just kept problem solving. They kept it one step at a time, just like coach did. Like he he's like i'm telling you you're a better white belt than i was and i'm like what no that can't be possible (laughs) like i just don't understand the capacity for him to cram all this information in his brain it's like how do you know this stuff you know and and it's just so fun to watch him like work with positions and and then kind of bring his own flair to him and like just he really just is an artist artist martial artist bro that's what you're learning to be is an artist yeah Yeah. in business and in fatherhood in every aspect of your life and that's what i'm saying is therein lies the the glory the the Mm -hmm. golden ticket whatever you want to call it it's not the finish line it's that that overreaching benefit into every area of your life that this stuff begins to take hold big time that's the inspiration that's huge and then on top of that and it, I, I was just listening to The Strangest Secret last night, and he said something. He says, you know, Earl Nightingale, he says, did you ever notice how a man who is successful stays successful and a man who is negative and unsuccessful remains that way? And as you're talking, I'm that, just like my teacher, my professor was saying things click later, that just clicked to me. And the reason that is, I think, is because, okay, we got a product online, right? And we did that whole process. Now, for me, in my mind, I'm like, we can do that any fucking time. You know, like now I'm like, oh, we want to start a, we want to turn this brand into something where we have products. We want to turn Soul Rollers into a product-based brand where we maybe have some geese or some clothes or some hats. Fuck, there's no question like, oh, the confidence is there. You know, so now you're like, oh, you just got to fucking do it. You know, you just do it. There's no, I can't, there's no failure. There's just, if we want to do it, we just do it. And it fucking happens. You just put in the work and you show up and you run into obstacles, a lot of them, and you figure it out as a, as a, as a white belt in business. But you slowly become a blue belt in business and businesses, then you can start multiple, you know, like you, it, the confidence comes from doing, you know. So yep. if you're, you know, you take action and you move on it and then the confidence comes, then you feel like you can do it with anything, you know. And I, that stems from, I think, from going into jujitsu and challenging the fuck out of yourself every day you know and then you're like fuck i can do anything i can do any fucking thing you know so 
Um, and putting putting people yeah, like you in, in, in your life and people that support you and, and that push you and encourage you and inspire you. Um, and that brought up two things for me and you keep me on track with it so I don't get too far in okay. left field. But um, one thing was like, oh, don't let me lose the thought. It was how Confidence. Uh, Coach uh, shared like, I, I think I sent you a quote where it talked about like my coach always give me, he gave me tools in which to implement my game plan in jujitsu. So coach is teaching us different uh, techniques and all these different movements and, and guards and everything. He's showing us, here's your tools. And in, in martial arts and in life, you want to take the tools and the resources you have and then approach what you're going to accomplish in life with your own individual experience. Like take the tools that were given to you by people that have been through certain things that can teach you, but then go in and apply it in your manner. It's like, I read something the other day. It was something about warriors mindset and stuff like that. And it talked about like this guy was training in a martial arts and he went to his teacher and asked him to tell him how to do something. And he's like, well, how would you do it? And that he's like, what the teacher is asking the student. And he's like, well, he's like in martial arts, I gave you the tools. And then I want you to use the tools I've given you to solve problems that you're coming up against in life. I'm not here to tell you what to do all the time. I've given you the tools. Now go do it. Figure it out. It's just like, dang, that makes sense to me because, like, uh, it's like I present a problem to my coach, and he says, "Okay, well, he he pulls out the tool chest and say, hey, these are the tools I've given you. Which one of these actually apply to solving this problem for you?'" And I'm like, "Oh," and he lets me get the tool and use it the way he taught me how to do it, but he doesn't take the tool and do it for me. You know what I'm saying? And that's where. Too many people want to be led by the nose in everything in life. Like, I don't want to make a decision. I don't want to know what tool to grab. I just want someone to tell me what to do. And they become sheeps. They wear a mask. They do whatever they're told to do. Yada, yada. And everyone get upset about that. But I'm telling you, it's use the t- We're given tools. We're given experiences. And, and, and life provides the opportunity or the adversity in order to allow us to use the tools and resources we have available to us. Yes. And to me, that's you know such an important concept to apply to jujitsu and to life. And right along with that goes like, I remember a, a few episodes back we talked about like my goal was just to make Coach proud. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted him to see in me that hey, I respect you, and I want to make you proud for the the sacrifices you made for me and what you're teaching me, and I want you to see my progress as a show of my respect. And so I think those two things kind of go together. It's like that inspires me because I want not the finish line, right? Like, no, there is no finish line, but there's a mutual respect. There's a progression and there's a growth and an evolution of my soul as a human being. And as a man that I can, you know, offer to my coach as as recompense of the sacrifices he's made to teach me and be my mentor, you know? Yeah. So I don't know what you take from those two things. I just got a little inspired by what you're sharing and and the business and all this stuff. I've seen you do so much, man. It comes so far and You've accomplished huge hurdles. You've moved to an island in the middle of the freaking ocean and you your whole family. I'm like, how the hell do you even get your shit over there? You know, you, you shipped a car across the ocean and shit. You just made things yeah. happen in ways that most people, man, I, they're afraid to just even leave their home and shit. You know, it's like, man, you got to risk things. You got to go for it. You got to take chances. And then even if you fall flat on your face, then you at least know where you're at. Yeah. Big so. time that's that's one of the things that i think i think as you move along and you're able to implement it even more in life as you as you jump off the cliff 
in different aspects. You may jump off a small cliff to begin with, but as you do it, you figure out, I'm figuring out more and more in life now, especially right now, just like if you have a plan or a vision or an idea, you have to just fucking take action. Take action, have faith, believe in it, and fucking each step of the way, you'll figure it out. It's just like moving to fuck, it's just like my solo trip to the fucking Amazon. Bro, I had the idea, I just fucking signed up for the motherfucker, and then from idea to where I was right now, how the fuck am I going to go to Peru by myself and do ayahuasca? How the fuck is this going to happen right now, you know? And I was fuck. I had to figure it out every step of the way. When I got in the fucking to Iquitos, Peru by myself, and I walk out of the airplane, and there's fucking 30 guys standing around me in a group trying to get me to give them money to take me to where I have to go. And I don't know where I have to go. And they're not speaking English, you know? And they're all standing around me. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, you know? It's, it, it, those little things are part of the challenge. But when you have a vision over here, as long as you believe that you can get to the fucking vision, as long as you believe you can get there, then you just move toward the motherfucker and you'll get there. You know, it's never not worked for me. It's never not worked for me. It, you know, you too, like being, being 23, 24, I'm going to be a fucking cop. Everybody around me is sure you that it's dangerous. It's going to be a lot of work. You're not that kind of guy. You're going to get in fights. You might have to shoot somebody, you know, no, I'm going to do it. Motherfucker. Don't know how. Let's start the fucking process. The vision's here. I'm going to fucking get to that vision. You know, I'm going to get a product up. Don't know how. Going to go to Peru. Don't know how. Going to get a black belt. Don't fucking know how. Like you said, the fucking, the, the, we'll use that word again because it's a gargantuan fucking vision of getting your black belt is by you saying, I'm going to get my black belt, you're also saying, I'm going to work my ass off for like eight to 10 years to work toward that, you know? And who has, those of you listening, you know, do you have the wherewithal to fucking work on a goal that's fucking 10 years down the goddamn line, you know? So that's when the idea that not the goal that we're working toward, especially in jujitsu, in anything, it's not the goal. It's the process of who you become while you work toward that fucking goal, man. And I've heard that before, but I never really understood it until this fucking moment. Because all the little goals I've set in my life personally, it's the fucking goal. It's showing yourself that you can get to the fucking goal. That's where the yep. fucking growth comes from. You know, that's what makes you who you are. And, uh, so then if that's what makes you who you are, then why not keep fucking setting amazing goals and getting to the motherfuckers? Because who are you going to become if you just keep doing it? Anything is possible. You just got to work for it and believe in yourself, you know? So yep. anyhow, and, and, like and you, when you share that with the competition, yeah, go ahead. exactly. And when you sure. shared that, it was like brought up the idea of like, you know, you're always talking about like you have uh, an energy and a passion to share your vision and, and you're always like imagining great, wonderful, huge, you know, goals and, and possibilities. And, and I remember I told you about that, like, man, it's keep, you know, keep doing that. I'm going to do it more too. Cause it's inspiring. Like we should be dreaming. We should be dreamers. We should be inspired to push the limits of what we think is possible. But when you're doing that, it's like, what came up for me was the idea that, um, we can, we can, I, I remember I've, uh, throughout this personal development journey, like we can accomplish pretty much anything. We're, we're, we're so very capable. Like, I think what I believe is that like life, universe, God, whatever you believe, give us, he gave us every potential potentiality or, or possibility to, to live into. We got it all. Like we got the full 
best package of tools to to experience life with. And we have amnesia and can't see that. So life throws adversity at us so that we overcome that adversity with these amazing tools we have. And we then we become more aware and we open our eyes and we awaken to this idea that, holy shit, I'm I got everything I need right in here. I got all the answers. I got all the potential. I got all the capability. I got it all. And so for me, it's like with like that understanding, I can go and begin to see this process for what it really is. It's it's never been about accomplishing these goals. I, I pulled out a bunch of these books I've had as I've gone through coaching and all the different things, and I've written all these goals down. What's crazy, what is absolutely insane to me and almost a little scary for my like ego, it terrifies mm-hmm. my ego. I've accomplished the shit out of them. I, I mean, these are goals I've written down and forgotten where they are. And then I found it and go, what is this? Oh shit. I mean, to, to the T, like I wrote in one of them, like I was going to be married and have two more kids. Yeah. I have married. I have two more kids. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh. I wrote in one of them, start a podcast. Yeah. What? We're doing like, it. How is it possible? You know, like I, I, and these are goals I wrote down and forgot about. Like, I'm telling you, there's a magical power that comes out of you when you write down goals. And yeah. you can even lose the shit and find it later, and you probably have accomplished the goals. As long as you're pushing yourself forward and growing and learning and, and facing adversities and solving problems like we are, I guarantee you, you, you've had the same experience where you're like accomplishing your goals. Like, oh shit, I'm afraid of what I write down now because what, <laughs> what if it happens? You know, it's like, yeah. I'm going to be called uh-huh. to a higher version of myself. That's what fears us most is to know that we are better than we've ever believed or allowed ourselves to be. We can be better than anything we can imagine. Yeah, that's what scares us, you know. Because of look at it's like putting your hands on the wheel of life finally for once. Because then you got to take responsibility and say, "I steered the ship. I steered the sails. No wonder I made it to my destination. It was always, the answers are always within. Mm-mm, let's 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 bow to the government. Let's listen to crap TV. Let's just wander through life until we we retire and die because we worked the same job for forty years and hate ourselves." Fuck that. Like, no, fuck it's that. all inside here. You can, we can become black belts. How is it possible? You know, if any man can do it, it means it's ca- you're capable. Mm-hmm. Coach keeps telling me like, man, I want you to be a better black belt than me. And I'm like, what, how? Like, I just don't understand. He's so good. You know, it's like, and he's just provided me the tools. He's given me the environment, the adversity, the opportunity. Yeah. Will I use them? You know, how would I apply it? Yeah. And, and why not, as you speak, I think to myself, why not, and I already do this, I think, as you mentioned, and you brought it to my attention. You brought that to my attention, and I didn't realize it. When you told me, you're like, you, you always have these fucking really big goals and visions that you believe you can fucking get. And I didn't realize that till you told me that. And I'm like, fuck, everybody does, you know? But as you say that, I'm like, as you're talking, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go write down some bigger goals today. Like today when we get off, I'm going to write down some ridiculous fucking goals, you know, because it's all possible. We're infinite fucking beings of light, one with the fucking goddamn energy of, of the universe, man. You know, I don't want to sound crazy, but that's what we are, bro. Like our potential is infinite. Like we can do anything we want to do in this motherfucker. And there's people on earth who are examples of that shit, of believing in themselves so much that they're influencing millions of fucking people, you know? And any, any of that is possible. So why not fucking write goals that are huge? You know, like, I forget who said that quote, but, you know, you aim for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. 
you know? Like, why not write yep. some gigantic fucking goals down, have a gigantic goal page, and write some shit that is ridiculous, you know? And then fucking believe it. And then look at it and believe it and say, this is who I am. I'm living these fucking goals already, you know? Yep. So And, I, and it's I, not I about getting the goal, right? No, that's the key. That's the key. Because yeah. look at our goal. What's our gigantuan goal now? Black belt, right? Black but what belt. comes up for you when you say, I want to be a black belt, what comes up for you? The mental drama. Oh, you could never do it. Oh, how, how do you even do that? How could you ever learn that much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. So there's your first step. That's your first problem to solve. How can I get rid of those, that negativity in my head? And, and how can I learn and to gain confidence and build? Show up. Well, shit. Even if I suck, I've showed up for a year straight. Just like you were mm-hmm. saying. Oh, am I better than I was a year ago? Absolutely. So there Absolutely. you go. You're building confidence. That's your first problem. Now, what's the next one? Just like you were having with your business, labels, Amazon, whatever it was. Did you give up? Did you keep showing up? Yes, you did. Yeah. And you, yeah. and are you, you a better up. man now, business-wise, than you were a year ago? Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. of course. Yeah. Big time, man. I know how to do it now, you know? And those skills, you can apply them over and over and over again, just like with jiu-jitsu. It's not yeah. like, oh, when I learned clothes guard, now it's useless. And it's like, no, like you can always evolve it. You can continue to grow it. And it's far reaching. Any aspect of your life is benefited by it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, wow, you not only entrepreneurship, jujitsu, you know, you're learning these things and applying them to your life. Just a new problem. Cool. New opportunity to grow myself, to evol- evolve my soul, to, to being a resourceful being of light, like you said, that can do anything you want. So the goal in and of itself is it leads us back to the first step we need to get to. That's all it's there for. The big giant goal, how impossible it is for our mind to conceive it. Great. That's our starting point to get us to the first step, right? To identify yes. where we need to sure up our mind. Oh, I can't do it. I'm negative. Yada, yada, yada. There's our first beginning. That's our beginning. That's our starting line. That's our problem to be solved. Don't worry about how the black belt's going to fit and how you're going to tie it around your waist. None of that. Focus on where we're at right now and the truth of the first problem and continue to grow and add that to your, to your repertoire of resources and tools until before you know it, someday we're going to be standing there next to each other in a picture with black belts on. Yes, and we will completely. And, and I don't even know if when you talk about that, there's two things I want to touch on that you said. But the first thing is, and I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way, but I don't know if everybody feels this way. Like when I, cause a guy asked me the other day, you have any aspiration to, you know, get your blue belt. I'm like, what? I wouldn't be here if that was my only fucking aspiration. You know, like I'm not here. The only, I'm here for the, the, the goddamn ride. You know, I'm here to get really good at this shit. But for me, it's like, and you can tell me if you feel the same way or if you've had doubts, but for me, it's like, there's not even as far as like the black belt journey, there's no doubts. Like there's no doubts for me in that. Like there's no doubts. I've started this and I'm going to get my fucking black belt at this. You know, that's how I approach it. You know, I got a long fucking ways to go, but I know that those little steps will get me to that fucking goal. There's zero doubt. And that's why that I am a black belt who's wearing a white belt at the moment, you know, and especially us, man, I feel like the mindset is there. Like even in eight, 10 years from now, I just feel like getting our black belts will give us the opportunity to really serve a fucking group of people, you know, really even to just bring our service level to a whole new fucking level in life to have that black belt and that experience and that personal growth and that technique and everything that we have that we can take other, other guys like us and, and take them in and fucking really be a part of their life and help them become fucking great, you know? And, and 
that's part of the reason I, I aspire to the black belt is because I want to help other people be great in their fucking lives any way I can. That's one way, you know? So Just it's like a business is another way. I, I feel like exactly. you add value. You have multiple yeah. ways of adding value to life. And if we, you know, you want to change the world, change yourself. Go within exactly. and improve your skills so that you can be of service and offer value in many aspects of life. And I guarantee you will change the world. Yes. At least your interpretation of it or your experience of it and someone else's. Someone in close contact with you is going to be benefited by what you're doing in your life, business-wise, jiu-jitsu-wise, in all these aspects. That's, That's how you it. change the world. And just, change yourself. And just the journey. Not fucking winning, like for you. Not winning the tournament is not the inspirational portion of it. You fucking doing it. Like if you, if someone sees what you're doing, working your ass off, taking care of your family, doing what you love, going and competing, that in itself is just enough. You doing what you love every day is enough to inspire multiple people to better themselves. Just seeing you do what you're doing, you know? And yeah. so and just the, the act of getting better, of challenging yourself in life. And you have mentioned opportunities and when you were talking, I don't remember exactly what you said about opportunities, but for anybody listening, any opportunity that you have to challenge yourself or to grow, man, I highly recommend that if, if that you take the motherfucker, you know, like Will Smith says, just when he started saying yes to life, his life fucking changed, you know, like opportunities come, you fucking take them, you know, like there's, I, a friend of mine fucking hit me up about a, I told you this, but I'll share it. A friend of mine, he's an actor fucking hit me up about an acting role in san jose i'm like and he's like but they might call you one or two days before and you got to drive up there eight hour drive for a scene where you're going to be you're going to be a, a background guy whatever it's called um what's it called uh extra you know yeah. and i'm like fuck damn eight hours i have to call off of work i got to find someone for the girls but then i'm like fuck i'm getting an opportunity to be in a goddamn movie how did that happen yeah fuck i'm gonna drive up there eight hours i get to be a, a white prison gang member and shit in the background well, and how, you know, how, who fucking knows? how similar how similar was that mindset and those questions that came up for you that to to my explanation of when coach asked me to go do the competition exactly oh man yeah. i don't know i gotta do something with the kids i gotta train it's the same shit done over yeah. and over in different areas of life it's no different like we're doing yeah. the same shit so why don't we just get efficient with the tools we're using and apply it to each area of the life of our life it's the mm -hmm. same shit set big goals then face the very first problem that comes to get in the way of that goal. No, yes. you don't need to know how to be a black belt. I'm telling you right now, I have no clue how that's going to, like, I don't even know what that <laughs> will look like. How the fuck could I be a black belt? I don't, I can't, I can't picture it in my head. Like, I can see the belt around my waist, but the knowledge and the creativity and the artistic value that coach brings every day to class, I'm like, how the fuck does he know all this stuff? Like, I, it's, it feels like I'm trying to drink the ocean. That's yeah. what it feels like. And I'm like, how will I ever be able to drink the ocean? I'm asking the like the I, my focus is wrong. It's like, no, 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 no. What's the very first drop? What's the first drink? You know, I shit. Yeah. You know how I'm gonna drink the ocean? One fucking sip at a time. Yeah, that's how yep. I'm gonna do it. It's yep. the same shit, different goal. Okay, I want to get married with two kids. Fucking did that. I have no clue how that worked out, and in the way in which I wrote it in that book and forgot about it. How the hell? The universe, God, someone's got to be looking over my shoulder as I write this shit down. Yes. They're fucking making, but the problem we have, just like what you explained, is we don't like the form or the fashion in which it comes to us. There's an opportunity. It comes wrapped in difficulty, discomfort, challenge, uh, 
you know, adversity as far as now I get, I, I'm going to be in a movie. What do we get caught up in? Well, if it came to me easily and without any tension or sacrifice needed, then I'll take the opportunity because I don't like, I prefer it to come in this form or fashion. I want it in this format to come into my life. Then I'll accept the opportunity. Who the fuck yeah. told us to set our preferences that way? I like this. I don't like this. I want this. I don't want that. There's like 7 billion experiences. Like you told me the other day, there's 7 billion people that have, see the world differently. So there's 7 billion worlds on this world. You exactly. Know? There's yep. 7 billion different experiences I can have with jujitsu, competition, biz, building a business, being a coach, doing anything I want to. There's 7 billion different possibilities. And yet I say, well, I want it to be this way and I don't want it to be this way. So instead of accepting the abundance of 7 billion opportunities, I'm saying I accept one opportunity and everything else is wrong if it's not this opportunity. Yes. Why would you do that? Why do we do yeah. that? Yeah. Control. That's, that's the ego. challenges. Yeah. Yeah, man. The yeah, equation is simple, right? We've laid out an equation of how to grow yourself, even if you suck every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can suck and still succeed. Like, you yes. could suck at this and still get better. That's what life is. And, and the, the example I gave earlier, maybe it was too wishy-washy or whatever, but to me, it's like, I feel like we are excellent, fully capable beings. And if we are that gifted and if we are that blessed, the only way in which life can interact with us is to send us adversity to allow us to use the tools we've been given in the proper manner. And, and then to learn as well as you and, use your and tools become and more you gain efficient. more tools. Yeah, you yeah. become more efficient. Life yeah, gave us the tools. most shiny, amazing tools you can get. Yeah. But we're, we're baboons with them and don't we juggle them and we don't know how to use them properly. Just like mm -hmm. I got a white belt, so it allowed me to have a tool to step onto the mats, right? Yes. How good am I with that white belt? Not very good. Don't know. I have a fucking oh, yeah. clue what I'm doing. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. slowly learning how to use my tools. The way I'm learning is facing each problem as it presents itself. I'm getting smashed. I'm putting my arm here. It gets ripped off. What the heck? What am I doing? So all I'm doing is taking away all the things that I really suck at. I'm just going, oh, shit, that didn't work. Oop, that sucked. Oop, don't do that. I'm just sucking and learning as I suck. So yeah. go, okay, that sucked. Don't do that again. Ooh, I got, you know, you, you took that one right in the chops. Don't do that again. Oop, you got submitted. Don't do that again. You're leaving your arm out. You're doing what I'm just learning how to be efficient, not by having all the answers. But just going, oops, 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 failing my way to success. That's it. Yeah, that's it right there, man. How beautiful uh, is that? That Winston Churchill quote, man. Um, uh, what is it? Success is, yeah, success is moving. Dude, Winston Churchill, fucking leader of a goddamn country, you know, like prime minister of England and shit. He said, you know, success is moving from, success is moving from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm and that's how you succeed you know you move yeah. from failure to failure that's jujitsu every day that's failure, how you create failure, a black failure, belt. failure 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 are you okay with that you know and then napoleon hill speaking of what you said you know napoleon hill said you know it's a longer poem that he has but in think and grow rich he says you know uh life's treasures i think the word life's treasures don't always go to the stronger or faster man but sooner or later the man who wins is the man who thinks he can and that is the other portion of what we're talking about is, is your mind, your mindset. You know, if you fucking set the goal and you really believe that you can get to the motherfucker, you're going to get to it. it the self-belief is the huge part because when those challenges come, we, that's where doubt creeps in, you know, and doubt kills more dreams and failure ever has. Right. Fucking William Shakespeare, man. Like doubt will stop people at their first fucking wall. 
the first wall most people hit. Ah, fuck this. I gotta go. I gotta do. I gotta call these fucking like jujitsu. They get their ass beat and they quit. Couple of weeks. I've seen it a lot of time. Guys come in, they act like they like it. You never see them again after two or three days of getting strangled. You know, right? They they weren't willing to put in 10, 12 years to get good. You know, like it takes yeah. a different kind of person to well, be willing to say, oh, 10 years, I'll be good. You yeah. know, and, maybe, and, and, and a lot of times it's like, years. what would this goal? Because what is the goal of becoming a blue belt compared to being coming a black belt do for you? The value and the adversity you have to go through to get to one or the other varies. And, the, you know, that's the that's the glory of it. That's the beauty of it. That's the in between takes you so much further in life by reaching for a higher goals than just the blue belt level goals. Not not that, but black belt. Right. And yeah. and when you see that, really, it's never been about being perfect, having all the answers, doing it successfully, like knowing everything, being smarter than everyone else, having it all figured out. It's never been about that because even belief like don't get caught up in the idea. Well, I don't believe like Jackson does. Like how many years have you been working on your mind and molding your mind to be a positive, you know, vision focused, you know, go get it kind of person. It's been years. So don't, years. don't expect your first day you're going to believe. Cause I have struggles believing I can never make it to black belt. I just see coach as such a far uh, goal for me, but you don't always need belief. What you need is a focus to say like, maybe that goal is unattainable. But the ideal and the, the growth possible, if I did obtain it, is worthy in and of itself. Even if I don't accomplish the goal, it's going to take me further than if I never had the goal to begin with. Yeah. So maybe you don't believe right now today because, you know, you need to go to class and have coach tell you, hey, what about this competition? You ready? I'm like, oh, and but he believes in me more than I believe in myself. Yeah. So maybe you can use and, someone else's belief. Use our belief. We're telling you it's possible and we don't know. We haven't done it yet, but we're fucking working every day towards it nine days yeah. of, out of a week i i'm putting time in because i don't know i don't know to me the way i believe in life now is it's not about expertise from the beginning it's about a willingness to do what is required to do a sacrifice right maybe it takes yes. me ten thousand repetitions of something to get it i'm willing to pay that whatever it takes i don't have a even the time frame of a goal like well i didn't do it in 10 years so it doesn't count <laughs> fuck that whatever it whatever the cost must be, I'm willing to pay it. That's, yes. that's my timeline. What is it going to take? Is it going to take 30 uh, auditions to get into a movie? Is it going to take 30 businesses before one's actually successful? Is it going to take me 10, 15, 20 years to get my black belt when other guys do it in eight? Would I still stick with that? Yes, it's still going to make me, it's still worthy of my time and my sacrifice and my effort, my discipline. It's still worthy. So invest, that's another criteria for like really doing those things that bring out the highest quality of experience we can get in the short, minute little blip of a life that we get in this, this experience, right? This experiment, whatever you want to call this freaking life. Yeah. It's amazing to me. It's like, dude, there's no way that maybe there was a day where coach was a white belt and he was like, can I do this? Cause I, I still, like I said, you drink the ocean one sip at a time, not all in once. And that's yeah. where we're at. So going every day of the class is just a sip of the ocean. You know, I'm just taking yep. in a sip. Just be willing to show up, you know, sip that ocean until you, till before you know it, you drink the entire thing. Yeah. And it can be overwhelming, especially if somebody's just goal oriented and they, they're, because there are people who don't understand the process and they're more focused on the goal itself. And then that's how you're going to drop off, you know, because 
there are huge rewards in failing at jujitsu every day. You know, I get huge rewards from it. I eat better. I sleep better. I stretch more. I sweat more. I challenge myself more. I'm, I'm more humble. I'm more grateful. I feel better every day. I'm happier. Those are all things that come. My life is getting better from failing every day, you know? And so that just on a, what is that? A macro level on a smaller level, you got this huge goal, but on a smaller level, the shit going every day is making my life better. And so that makes it worth it in itself. You know, the belts that come is part of me working on making my life better every day because my goal is to make my life better every day. The black belt is a goal, but my best, my most important goal is becoming the best me I can be every day. And jujitsu does that for you, regardless of your belt level, regardless of the goals you've accomplished or any of that shit. You know, just showing up, just showing up will make you a better person. So that's all yeah. you got to do is, you know, and, just and fucking go. it's not go, just about jujitsu. Everything we've shared about jujitsu, everything we shared in this podcast applies to every single area of life. It's all yeah. the same equation. It's all the same experience. It just comes wrapped in a different format, right? Yeah. And so, like, and I guarantee you, like, successful people, just like when you became a cop, because I remember that was, like, just the academy sound, seemed like such this momentous, like, gigantic hurdle to overcome the academy mm -hmm. alone yeah and now looking back like when i think about my journey through being a police officer man like i'm so proud of myself in the very beginning phase when i knew nothing i was such a dork in the academy i knew nothing man i was so like confused overwhelmed and yet i still worked and i showed up every single day and applied myself and i got up early and i, I stayed up late i did all the sacrificing i need to do to accomplish my goal I didn't know yeah. if it was possible. I didn't even know. I've never done. No one in my family was pleased. Nothing. I didn't know it was possible, but I just stuck with it. And it's. I guarantee you, it's, if you ask black belts, they when they talk about being a white belt, I guarantee you they, they find so much value in that part of the journey. And that's what I want us to do with what we're doing with this podcast is like sucking up all the juice and the, the value that's available to us in this beginning part of our journey. Because, man, I'm telling you, I guarantee you from blue belt to purple belt, purple belt to brown belt, brown belt to black belt, it's a very different experience than it was day one, hour one, never done jiu-jitsu before in my life. And I put that white belt, coach put the white belt around my waist and tied it for me, right? Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's like, dude, the man I am that would stick through a white belt phase of this journey you learn so much about yourself and that applies to every area of your life business. Like you, we've been talking about with you, you've been, you've been in a white belt area of business and you've stuck it out. Right. Remember in the yes. other episode, we were talking about how people, nine out of 10 people quit. That's yeah. you haven't even got to the starting line yet and you quit. What do you expect? The yeah. goal is a black belt. We're not nowhere near that shit, you know, but if we quit at white belt, we'll never see the, the, the completion of that ideal. Yeah. But how many people, the mo what, what's the most uncomfortable part of that journey? I guarantee you it's the very beginning stage. Yeah. You know, because once I got comfortable as a cop about three years in, I, I, I felt like I was doing my own thing. Like I just had it down. Yeah. And I'm th not there at jujitsu, but yeah, no. I still show up. Not yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, know you know, because you know, it's, you know, it's, you know, the comfort level is, you know, you know, you're going to get better and it's going to get easier yeah. and, and let's, you know, and you see it around you too. You, you, you see it around you too. That's good with jujitsu. You see the guys who don't struggle, even though they're not, may not be black belts yet. They're fucking really good blue belts or they're a purple belt. Yep. And you're like, fuck, he's no different than me. He just kept failing longer, you know? And, uh, 
and it's we can get to that level. You just got to keep going. And and yeah. I sometimes yeah. And then you're like in your head, you're like, gosh. So if I keep going, I'm gonna be that much of a fucking badass, you know? Like fuck yeah. Like I mean, you get manhandled by some brown belt or something, you know? And you're just like, fuck. Imagine you know what being I've been that saying? good. What? And, and I know you're gonna experience it too, or you maybe already have because you roll with such higher belts all the time. It's like. I feel like even though I'm going and I'm exhausted, I've been doing multiple classes and I'm getting my butt kicked by these higher belts. Those guys are coming up to me now and, and, you know, patting me on the back and, and hit, hit, giving me knuckles and saying, Hey, what's up, man. They like, they almost have like a different respect for me because they see me struggling. They see me sh- failing. They see me keep, keep showing up. And yeah, it's like, they, they, you gain their respect that way. Yes. That's the only it's way amazing. you gain it. Yeah. That's how you gain in, in the world of jiu-jitsu, you know, you, you gain the respect by showing up. And even if you're a white belt, you're going to get respect, not as much as you, you will later on, but you're going to get respect just because you're showing up and showing a, a want to learn and a passion for learning and you're asking questions. And, you know, like, it's, uh, that's, a good, that's a good feeling when you feel the more of the acceptance. Like, okay, I'm not so much of an outsider anymore. These guys have earned my respect. I mean, I've earned some respect from them a little bit by working hard, you know. So, yeah. yeah, and I man. really want to highlight and break down like the points we're making, just not only just for myself, but like this podcast has been huge on, you know, doing something that like makes every area of your life get better as you get better at what you're doing. You know, no finish line. You know, what is the other thing we just added? Like huge goals, writing yeah, big down goals. big goals. Um, like this is these are like if you listen to this podcast and you break down these key points we're adding, like successful people fail their way to success. Mm-hmm. You know, keep failing. Yeah, this is a very How are you willing to fail? Episode. You know, yeah. price that, there's a price that needs to be paid, and are you willing to pay it, whatever it might be? Yeah. Yes. These are criteria. If you live your life by these criteria that we glean from trying to learn how to do jujitsu, you see what I'm saying? It's yes. the same shit, just different experiences in life, whether it's relationships, you know, business, you know, and that's why you're succeeding. You, dude, yes. you realize, like, and, and you're sharing it so humbly, and you always do this. This is, you know the inspiration and the powerful messages that you have inside you 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 try to share them so like like humbly all the time and sometimes i just want you to like declare how great you're doing because you, i've watched Thanks, you, i've watched me and you were in that like you know injured position and on our way out of pd together we started that journey together in that dungeon you know what i mean and, and it's amazing to see the man that you are today because you just you have a business you're releasing on amazon you, you made an investment and you got it you made it happen problem after problem after problem you failed your way to releasing your own product yeah. <laughs> and the next one's going to be even better and the next one after that's going to be even better and it's there's yeah. no end you know maybe this is like your you know so to speak blue belt experience in the business realm by actually releasing the product i don't know maybe that's just beginning white belt stuff we'll see as we're learning and growing in this drinking of the ocean and business that you're doing but yeah you've done it, man. You've moved your family to Hawaii. And then, you know, you know, all these amazing, beautiful things you've done. Thanks, man. That's, that's another mile, mile marker. That's another, you know, stripe on your belt. That's another, you know, gained mile marker in this journey of life of becoming the very best version of yourself that we're emulating and being examples of and breaking down the principles of how to do it. And to me, it's like, I just, we, I've heard this as we've gone through the podcast. So it's not like I'm actually so genius and I've got this all figured out and I'm applying the equation to every area of my life perfectly every day. It's not Mm. what we're saying. We're telling you we suck. Like, no, we're doing it wrong all the time. And and we've held ourselves back and we've missed this and done that, but let's Mm. fail together. Let's get better together. Let doubt. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're yeah, doing man. it. We're figuring it out one step at a time. Yeah, and and to, for all time. of this to come from jujitsu, it's just phenomenal. You know? Yeah, man. It's just a beautiful thing. And we get to talk about this stuff because we're doing a podcast about jujitsu and because me and you both started in this journey and we've stuck with it. Mm-hmm. It's just never ending value, man. It's just never ending for me, at least. And I hope that that's what's coming through this podcast. And I hope that's what people are hearing. Because, like I said, you don't have to be doing jujitsu for this only to apply. Like, if you yeah. apply what we're saying and you, you let go of the jujitsu format that we're presenting it in and you apply it to your relationship or you apply it to your job or you apply it to starting your own business or you apply it to getting in shape and, and losing 100 pounds and going to the gym only, just the workout place, you know? Yeah. This will impact your life. If you set a goal, a big goal to lose 125 pounds or whatever, and you apply the principles that we talked about in this podcast as we're just kind of figuring them out, I yeah. guarantee you, I guarantee you, you it will work. I guarantee you. And if you read books and you see, you talk to people that are successful, you know it more than anyone. You've read all the books. Yeah. The formula is the same. Yeah, it is. And it's funny that we, this was a good episode because it brought out some truths that uh, maybe I, maybe we hadn't thought of recently, or maybe they're just becoming more clear as we talk about them. And as we move along on our own journey, a lot of the things we've talked about are being applied. You know, we're, we're applying these things we've been learning. They're actually happening. You know, like yep. our visions are becoming realities as we move along, you know. And, uh, and as that happens, you gain confidence and then you become more of a manifester. I believe as you gain confidence, you can, you know, to be able to manifest great things, you have to have great confidence. And confidence only comes with challenging the fuck out of yourself and failing a lot, you know, yep. and then accomplishing things. So, but as, as this confidence grows, I just keep feeling more and more like, fuck, anything we put our mind to, we can accomplish anything yeah. we set our, our goals, we can accomplish. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to get this fucking logo for our, for soul rollers after 10 episodes, you know, who knows what we're going to do with that, but I know we can do something cool with it, you know? Yeah. Like, and the people that knows? are successful add this criteria, you don't listen to the people in the stands. If you look at me and you right now, we're in the arena. We're taking the blows by putting ourselves out there, sharing our truth, opening ourselves up to criticism, ridicule, uh, negativity, anything that could come negatively. Um, But I'm going to listen to the people standing in the arena that are taking the blows, that are taking the strikes. I've been listening to that Stephen Pressfield a ton, like the War of Art over and over and over. And that's what he talks about. Like We don't don't listen to the the, the crowd out there sitting in the, the safe seats. They're never even stepping in the sands of the arena. They can't take the blows just in, in and of itself. The fact that we're, we're standing in the arena, we're wearing the white belt, we're stepping under the mat. That's where the value lies. You know, the yes. willingness to do that and to staying in, in where you can actually take action and do something. The people can sit in the stands and yell all they want. You're never going to do anything. That is not doing criticizing, yeah. judging, trolling, all that shit. You're not doing anything. There's no action there. You can make, you're not making, you're not growing. You're not making yourself better as if you were, if you just step down into the sand of the arena and suck, you can lose, you can fail and you'll get better. And you'll even gain the respect of the other uh, people standing in the arena doing the work that have been there longer and done it better than you or mentors to you, you know, have a mentor. That's another part of that criteria. You know, mm-hmm. we have coaches yeah. that are, they're guiding us mentors, have mentors yeah. in your life, create yeah, them, man. Yeah. And when you take action, like you said, man, and just another form of just another way to say it is, yeah, you take action, you gain the respect of other successful people because other successful people who are in the arena are never the ones who are putting people down. 
they're never the ones who are being negative. Successful people are always encouragers. Successful people, like for me, when I see somebody starting a business, someone I know, I fucking support them. I might be the only one supporting them. I'm going to fucking support them. If I see somebody putting themselves out singing a goddamn song with a guitar and I know that's a hard thing to do, I'll be the first one to fucking comment and tell them they're doing great. Whatever the fuck it is, if someone's trying, I want to be there to fucking encourage them. And that's a successful trait. And you, and whoever's listening, you should incorporate that into your fucking life. You know, like when you see somebody doing something outside of the box or doing something that's difficult or doing something that that not everyone else is doing, instead of getting, instead of calling up your buddy or telling your sister, did you see what that motherfucker was doing? Did you see her put up that song of her playing on the guitar? Oh my God. Instead of saying that, you know, shut the fuck up with the negativity for a minute and contact that person and tell them they're fucking amazing. You know, tell them good fucking job. I know how hard it is to put that out there. Keep it up. Keep it the fuck up, you know? And, and by encouraging others, you're going to get more encouragement, you know, because what you put out, you get back. And, and encouragement is huge. You want successful people encouraging you, be a good fucking person, you know, encourage other people, give them the gift, give them that gift. You may not have a lot to give. You want to be of service, give the gift of encouragement to people who are trying, you know, that's an amazing gift that you can give. And karma is real. And that energy, <clears throat> that energy is going to come back to you, you know? So yeah, that's another thing to add to that. You want a successful trait, be an encourager. So, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And, and that's what I tell a lot of people when I shake their hands at the end of practice, I just say, Hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being here. I didn't say, Hey, thank you for getting eight submissions today or any of that. I just said, Hey, thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up you yeah, know? for your time. Cause yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much for your time. Every higher belt that I roll with every lower belt, I roll, anyone, anyone that's been there less than me or longer than me, anything. I always tell them, thank you for your time. Thank you for rolling me. Thank you for, you know, your resistance. Like, they're providing me the adversity and the opportunity I need to get better, to fail. Like I literally uh -huh. fail. They, they make me submit and say, ah, I failed. I failed. And I thank them for it. Thank you for yeah. giving me this opportunity to fail. Thank you for to being better. I can't, yeah. I can't fail to them if they don't show up. Yeah, you know? exactly. And it's can't like, this. thank you for showing up. How many times have, what have you done to make this podcast possible? What have you yeah. done? You know, you've showed up, you've edited, you've done all this work to make it possible. Thank yeah. you. You know, I, we couldn't do this. This is our opportunity. We couldn't do it without each other. It's like, it wouldn't exactly. be what it is, you know? And, and then that, yeah, I got to show up inside and feed the kids, but that's, Oh I yeah. Mean, we better get this, get this closed up, but that it's was amazing. That's man. Been a good episode, this is amazing. Fuck, I'm, yeah. I'm pumped up. That's just what I needed right now was that episode. So that was good. Yeah. I reminded us that episode reminded me of a lot of things that, you know, of our potential, you know, of the potential that we hold within us. Sometimes just talking about it is, is we'll bring that back up, you know? So that was, that was an excellent episode, man. Like, I can't wait to, I can't wait to cut this episode up into little chunks of value because there's going to be like 40 of them, you know, like <laughs> 40 little videos of us talking and shit, you know? Yeah, well, and it's going to make, and when we post videos like this to people, it's very valuable. You know, if I saw us talking, I would be like, fuck, I want to listen to their podcast. You know what I mean? I so, hope so. Because I that's what's going to get more people yeah. to, to do to do hard shit, you know, to set Find big goals, to believe in themselves, to, you know, climb that better, ladder to wherever they want to be, you know, to become their own light in the world, you know, to make a difference, all that shit, you know? Yeah. And that's, I and, think and what, remember, what, I remember a quote a long time ago I heard was like, don't get to the top of the ladder and realize once you're up there that you, you put it against the wrong wall. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah, I made it in my career, but I, it never made me happy. And I didn't do anything I wanted to do in my life because of it. It's like, Oh, <gasps> Oh shit! Don't do that when you're 89. You're 
you know, not going to make it much longer. It's like, Oh shit, I can't restart my whole life now. Mm -hmm. You know, you had your shot and you didn't take it. You know what I mean? So make sure that ladder that you're climbing is in a worthy ideal. It's in something that's gonna, it's like what we broke down, all the different experiences. Does this overall make the entirety of my existence worth it? That's the shit you invest your time in. And we broke that shit down in this episode. So holy crap, I'm I'm amazed by what, and I'm saying that very humbly. I'm not saying that like I'm so smart. We've read so much and we've done so much work that we're just kind of regurgitating what we've experienced what we've learned in jujitsu through our coaches and all the personal development we've done. I'm just a vehicle for that message. It's not about me at all. So I'm doing this humbly, you know, I'm excited because it's teaching me something in the moment. Yes. Excellent. Excellent episode. And there was something else I wanted to say right now. I just forgot my goddamn thought, but it was about, God dang it. I I forgot what it was, man. While you were talking, I had it, but I lost it. Sorry. Oh, I'm getting excited. (laughs) So yeah. Um, Wait, what were you, real quick, you were, you were talking about all the things we learned. Oh, here's what I was going to say. Um, don't put the ladder on the wrong fucking uh, wall, but we both put the ladder on the wall, but it was really the right wall because nothing is wrong. There is no wrong yes. wall. And you can, always, you can always change directions. It's all, it's all part of your learning process of life. The, the, the wrong thing is when you are scared to change direction. That's what the wrong thing is. When you're scared, when the adversity comes and you fall back into the shadows of doubt and you decide not to go out, you really want to go after because it's too much adversity. Both of us had faced that. We had successful careers as police officers and we had an opportunity to switch directions because our happiness levels weren't where they should be. And we both at the same time, that's how we met. At the same time, we kind of took the option of going after of believing and having faith that happiness existed somewhere else. Maybe not knowing where, but having the faith to switch directions out of this successful career and moving toward something. And now here a few years later, we've both finding some amazing, our lives are evolving into this amazing place because we decided to have the faith to walk through the doubt and step away from something. And so if you're listening and you're stuck in something you don't want to be in, you can escape it. You, you, you have the ability to do anything you want to do. Don't listen to anybody else. I'm telling you because I've done it. William's done it. I've stepped out of a fucking high paying career, you know, with no fucking into a dark goddamn tunnel of not knowing what the fuck I was going to do, you know, but, and faith, faith, just having faith, faith and belief, like, ah, I'll fucking get somewhere with this. You know, I believe in myself, you know, and that's all you really need to begin with faith and fucking courage you know faith and courage and and you can change that fucking ladder to the wall you want to be on start climbing it and you can also hit us up man if you have any questions about it we've been through it obviously we got a little bit of value and knowledge if you listen to this episode um you can hit me up on instagram at the increase life you can hit up william at the will dennis and i'll I'll be making a instagram page for us after 10 episodes i'm gonna make one i believe and uh, yeah, any questions, anything you want us to talk about, any problems you're having, any, any about anything. It doesn't have to just be jujitsu, life in general. We want to help you turn your life into what you want it to be, whatever fucking route that is, so that you can be a light for the people around you and you can make a difference in the world, you know, while you're here on earth. Because that's what we're trying to do, you know, in, in dark times, whatever the fuck it is, we're here to be a light for people, man. And we want you, the listener, to also be a fucking, because you have all the potential to make a difference in the world. And, and it just takes believing in yourself, man. So we're here to encourage you. So hit us up for sure, man. Yep. So Awesome, man. I loved it. 
Yeah. I needed it. Yeah, man. Excellent episode. Yeah. So anyhow, keep up what you're doing, William. Proud of you for freaking going after that, uh, that competition, man, that takes balls. You signed up for a fight, bro. You signed up for multiple fights in one day, bro. <laughs> uh, and it's so, so funny because yeah, before I could gangster, even let man. the doubts build up, I just went and signed up. Like coach told me, oh, yeah, I just go here and sign up. I'm like, oh, doing it right now. There's other That's guys that are coming in. They're saying, oh, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. And I'm like, I got that doubt out of my head right away. I just signed yeah. up and I'm done. Now it's about, hey, yeah. that's already decided. I'm doing the work that I need to do now. Yeah. Don't give yourself too many choices, too many outs. You know what I mean? Here we go again with more stuff. Now we'll just save it for it. another episode. Yeah. Yeah, we'll <laughs> just sign it. up. We'll, we'll... Say yes. Like you're saying, Will Smith. Just yeah. say yes. Say go yes to life. And we'll go figure out it. how. We'll figure after. it out. Yeah, we'll help say you. Say yes, and we'll up. figure out the rest of the shit on the other episodes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. All right, man. Well, shit, I'm gonna go get to the girls right now, and uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk again soon. Well, Sunday for sure, but we'll, I'm sure we'll talk again later tonight. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later on. Excellent conversation, man. Soul Rollers podcast is a, yep. is the number one fucking jujitsu podcast on earth and personal <laughs> development. We got number one in both those fucking categories. So yeah, all right. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. Appreciate right, man. you, man. All right, appreciate Thank you. I love you. Grateful. You're for doing you, man. great, man. Keep up all the hard work, man. Keep it up. Thank you. That's awesome. All right, man. You have the what you're doing, man. Is you know you have the well, you have the potential to spot inspire anybody who's fucking can see what you're doing, man. So hopefully we can get this <laughs> podcast out, man, so they can listen to you what you're doing. So keep it up. All right. Appreciate it, man. All right. Yeah. All right, man. I'll talk to you Thank later. You, man. All right. Yep. Love you, man. Love you.